first and foremost, your words are your wand. So a lot of people think, you know, they want a magic pill or they want to like shortcut for something or like what's going to be the quick fix. The quick fucking fix is your words are your wand. And that is a powerful statement. That is a powerful belief. That is a powerful understanding to know your words and you, like you in your essence, are powerful. Welcome to the Women Who Want More podcast. I'm Adriana Keith, your purpose-driven life and manifestation coach who went through my own quarter-life crisis and had to learn how to navigate that through finding what the heck I was doing with my life. I refused to believe in the culture that said women and moms couldn't have it all. And after years of figuring it out for myself, I now teach others how they can get there too. This is a podcast for women who are overwhelmed and burnt out and know there's more to this life for them. We connect with other women, moms, and business owners to find out how they got to where they are so we can learn faster how we too can ditch the overwhelm and live this life with intention and purpose. So if you're tired of the exhaustion and not having enough time for the things you love, this is the place for you. Ready to figure out how to live that more exciting and fulfilling life you've always wanted? Let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Women Who Want More. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet as we all have COVID in the Keefe household, so it's been a real joy and I feel pretty terrible. (laughs) But I wanted to pop in here and let you know that starting next week, my workshop will be going live. It is completely free and it's three strategies to help busy moms declutter home and life. So in the workshop, you're going to learn the major mindset shift that benefits you and your family, how to spend less time on your home and what you can do to make your calendar align with you instead of feeling like this year is just another year that's going to weigh you down. If you want to save your seat for that, head over to adrianakeefe.com slash declutter. I will also put that link in the show notes. Make sure that you do register if you're interested in joining as seating is limited. So again, head over to adrianakeefe.com slash declutter and I will see you there. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Women Who Want More. Today's topic is like, I guess you could call it a buzzword, um, something that seems so exciting, but it's actually something that we've all been doing all along and we just never noticed. So manifestation, hot word lately, right? I know, but a thing that spiritual people do, not something that extremely successful business owners or the wealthy do, right? Mm, wrong. The word manifestation got caught up in the spiritual realm in the past. Um, But lately, a lot of us, if you want to say average people have begun understanding and using it. So it's creating explosive results in our lives. And if you were to interview some of the most successful people in your life, you'd find that they are using manifestation techniques to get where they want to be, whether they know that they're using them or not. So whether it's intentional or not, They are getting what they're getting through manifestation. So I did become certified in manifestation using the law of attraction over this past summer. So while I am very much into, let's say the basics, the foundation, the scientific of it, because I need to understand how things work. I brought on someone who is like the same, but total opposite of me to give an entirely fresh perspective on manifestation. And this way you can kind of understand it from both 
the scientific and the spiritual aspects. And you can really just cling to whatever one feels right to you. So today joining us is Lisa Harriet. She's an energetic alignment and intuitive manifestation coach. She is someone who I really look up to in this field. And I call her, text her with all my questions when I'm like, I don't know what to do with this or she catches me all the time and it's probably going to happen at some point in this conversation. She's going to be like, no, you can't, you're not saying that. Like, no, <laughs> she, she calls my shit all the time. And side note, we both love to drop the F-bomb. So if you are listening to this and have kids around, or if it's not in headphones, just be aware. You might want to listen to this later <laughs> because I love the F word. And so does Lisa. So the more that I talk to her, the more mine come out. So it, I mean, it's a great word. I'm not going to lie. So hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Adriana. Thank you so much for having me. I am stoked to be here. Me too. I'm really excited for this episode. I'm really excited to give them a taste of like both sides of the spectrum, you know? Do you want to give them a little introduction to who you are and why you do what you do? Sure. So who I am? Well, I'm Lisa Harriet. I am a lover of life and I've been through a lot of shit in my day, to be honest. <laughs> There's been a lot of like major roadblocks and life lessons and uh, really big breakdowns and all of these things that I feel like have shaped who I am today. And one of the things that got me up, excited, and inspired, I would say, was understanding that when I started to make really big changes and shifts in my life, um, spiritually, energetically, and in all other ways, physically, they started to show up. And when I started realizing that I was already doing it, right, manifestation, like you said, I realized I was already doing it. And this like spark lit up in me of like, I need to know more, understand more and be able to help people with this too. Because I believe firmly that we are all here for a reason. We are all here for a purpose. And that at the core of that, we are here to live a life in joy. We are here to enjoy this experience, being a human, even when it's challenging. And manifestation has been one of those things to help me not only create the desire and the dream life that I am currently living and will continue to, but also to have joy in my daily life experience. I love that. I just love how you preface everything with, I am a lover of life because <laughs> that just said, that just says a lot about who you are and yeah. it's, it's important to be a lover of life. I mean, if you're not loving life, then you need to figure something out because you only have this. Well, we might have more, but, <laughs> but you only have this one right now that you're in that you can yeah. remember. So it's so yeah. important. Um, thank you for sharing all that. I think that yeah. there's like so much more depth to what you do, but obviously I can send everyone in the show notes. I can give them your links and everything to learn more, but, yeah. um, I do love diving. Um, I do love diving deep and, but in a way that's graceful and not invasive. And I think sometimes when people hear, you know, about coaches like doing deep work or like, you know, that inner stuff, sometimes it's intimidating or it's scary. And I think it's important for people to know that, um, I, you know, I can only speak for myself, but for me, we go in at a, in a pace and a rate that is right for you, right? That's right for you because not, we don't go 
diving in and then not being able to work our way out. <laughs> so yeah, because that's then people will just put up walls. Yeah. 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 It's a graceful process. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the word fuck. It's a graceful Even, process. Yes. All the time. <laughs> it emphasizes, you know? It does. It's a great word. Yes. Um before we dive in, I do want to clear something up for those of you who have probably watched the, um, the secret, you know, or read the book and kind of tried the practices, but we're like, why isn't this working? Manifestation is not just positive thinking and scientifically being able to create something from a thought isn't just a theory. I mean, it's a proven fact. Everything starts off as a thought. An airplane didn't just appear one day. It was first like imagined and a computer didn't simply show up in existence. It was first imagined. We all have the power to create what we want. It's just understanding how to do it. And it's not just about positive thinking and thinking happy thoughts. There's the process is simple, but it's not as that easy, if that makes sense. (laughs) Now, Yeah. And now, excuse me, I understand that most people won't simply believe in manifestation just because I say so, or because Lisa says so. So a lot of people want to understand why it could work for them. So we're going to talk about the science and how our brains work around it. But before we dive into that, Lisa, is there anything else that you wanted to, um, to throw out or explain before we get into all the details? Yeah, I would love to just share a really simple analogy that I know for me has helped not only like when I was first learning about manifestation, but also with um, clients or people that I work with that are that are newer, right? And they're they're not understanding the, the concept. And I love to use babies as an example, okay? Because we are in human form, right? We like birthed ourselves into the world. Our parents came together. Everybody has a parent, right? Because or else we wouldn't be here. And I think it's important to understand that the creative process is what manifestation is all about. So we have this belief or this thought, and then we have this feeling, and then we take the action, right? So like we believe that babies can be born, So we have a thought that says, ooh, that might be a fun time. And then we have (laughs) feelings, right? And then we have feelings that are like, ooh, yay, let's go do the thing. So then we do the thing and then boom, creation. So coming from that perspective really was a shift for me in in understanding like we were born creators. And we were born from creation. So that, you know, a little bit spiritual, a little bit like very earthly, right? <laughs> That's a thing yeah, that we all go through, right? right? But, but having that as a like, oh, okay, that's essentially the, that's the whole process. That's the manifestation creation process. It's not just one piece of that, where I think the book, like The Secret, really only focuses on the thought process. And that is important for sure, but you can't negate the other parts of the process. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I like that analogy. That That's a really good one because it's just an easy one to understand. And then bing, bang, boom, creation. Well, for some people, not for everyone, but for some not people. Not for everybody. We, we, get, we get exactly, we get what it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right, we'll start with the, the little bit of the science. 
And then we will transition to Lisa to explain that a little bit more in depth. So what I'm going to be doing is giving like the 101, the basics, how it works and, and what you're doing. It all starts with your brain, believe it or not. And this is scientifically proven your, your brain is the most powerful machine in existence. It can process like millions of bits of data so perfectly that you're able to make sense of the world around you, even if you're not paying attention to all those tiny little thoughts. So what does this mean? It means that manifesting is a part of our genetic makeup. Literally it's rooted in our brain, which has the ability to identify what we need and enhance our ability to spot opportunities to find what we're after. Now, I know it still might not make sense with just that. So I'm going to give an example. So in order to, to do this example, I want you to take a look back into a time when we lived primitively. So say there are two cavemen trying to outrun like a saber tooth tiger and caveman A is running away in full fear with the thoughts of I'm going to die. This is it. Game over. He's so focused on the negative outcome that he, he doesn't see the obstacles on the ground in front of him and he trips. Well, no bueno. He's probably toast. But caveman B was also running away, but his focus was different. As he was running, his thoughts were, how can I get to safety? Where, where can I run away to? So as he's running, he's scanning his environment for ideas on how to get away from this tiger and ends up climbing a steep rock wall to safety. Caveman A never saw the rock wall to climb because he couldn't focus on anything but his impending doom. Whereas caveman B saw the rock wall because he was using his brain as a way to find solutions. So he manifested his escape. That's like one of the most basic ways you could talk about manifestation. He manifested the option to do it, whereas caveman A did not see the option to do it. But how does it work? Your, your brain processes millions and millions of things per second without you even knowing it. So with all that information, our brains needed to be split into two distinct areas, the unconscious area and the conscious mind. The unconscious mind is like our autopilot, which continuously scans and processes the world around us, which is actually about 11 million bits of information per second. So that's why you can't be conscious about it or else you would probably die from overwhelm. So things like breathing and swallowing and that kind of stuff. Then there's the conscious mind, which can only handle 40 bits of information per second. So now I can hear like, but how do you go from 11 million bits of information down to 40 without accidentally killing yourself? So this is where ARIS, which is your ascending reticular activating system comes into play. The ARIS is the information regulator for your conscious mind. So from the moment you wake up, ARIS is there pushing forward to the conscious mind what you need to know and just filtering out what you don't. Eris is there to work as a blockade, essentially. So the conscious mind doesn't get bombarded with all the information it doesn't need and allowing the unconscious mind to worry about the things like blinking. So jumping back to the caveman example, caveman B, if there were a mosquito biting at his leg, he wouldn't have felt that because his focus was on the important task of running away to safety. Air, your Eris, your reticulating system, didn't allow that to get past the filtering process to the conscious mind. What it did allow, however, was the presence of that rock wall to be recognized and noticed as an escape route. So your heiress, how does it know what to filter? Well, it follows your dominant feeling. And what you feel will lead your heiress to show you what to focus on, which leads to the outcomes in all areas of your life. This is where Lisa 
tends to get me when I say something, oh, but I I couldn't do it that way. Or this isn't a good time. And that's where she catches me. And she's like, but is it? I mean, that's your feeling doesn't have to be. So hanging out in a negative headspace will make it become your dominant feeling. And this will keep you focused on the worst and most negative outcomes. If you're lingering on negativity, what guidance do you think your heiress will be following? That's why people tend to say like, oh, I'm in like a bad luck streak or why do bad things keep happening to me? That is what's going on. Or if you want to look at the easiest example, if you've ever wanted to buy a new car and all of a sudden you're seeing that car everywhere, I feel like that's happened to everyone. And you swear you hardly saw it before. And this is why those cars were always there, but your heiress filtered them out because it didn't feel like they were as important for your conscious mind to see. So this is just the very basics of understanding how your heiress works and how you filter out positive or negative. And it's the first step to manifesting what you want in life. You can't just spend your days thinking, I hate my job. I hate that I'm the only one who cleans this house. I don't have enough money. I never have time for myself. You can't say all those things and expect for miracles to just happen. Your heiress will continue showing you more of the negative. So flip that around. And you're the same goals for failing to act on a specific goal. If you can think positively all you want, but if you're not putting forth the effort to move on your opportunities, your heiress presents to you, you won't get very far. So I'm going to stop there because that was kind of a lot. And I'm going to have Lisa chime in onto a little bit more, more of an in-depth or spiritual, I guess, description of what I just put out there for those who this might not be making sense for. Yeah, so I think it is really important to know and remember that although there are a lot of subconscious programs running in the background, right, like our heiress is one of those, we can use our conscious mind to steer that. So like Adriana was saying, when you want a new car or you're thinking about a new car and then it starts appearing, you can add oomph to the things that you do desire. So one of the things that's really important that I teach on all the time and tell my clients about is the one, if you do nothing else, but start practicing shifting your focus on one thing that you do want every time you notice something that you don't want, right? So cleaning, cleaning the house or doing the dishes, right? It's like, here are these damn dishes again. Okay, here we go. This is my life. All I do is do the fucking dishes. Instead of like going down that, going down that and building that momentum, I'm going to talk about momentum in a second, but instead of going down that and letting that thought pattern build momentum, you can catch yourself consciously doing it. So a lot of my work is bringing the unconscious into the conscious, right? Like Anna said, I'm like, I'm catching, <laughs> I, I catch you in those, yep, in those you do. moments. So then you can learn to catch yourself in those moments. And that's, that's a really big factor in learning to manifest because your heiress is always working. Law of attraction is always working, but we can consciously choose to steer the direction in which it's going to build that momentum. And momentum is building either way. So do you want to be fueling that sense of 
shit's going to hit the fan. Every, nothing is working out for me. This is just going to be the worst day that I've ever had in my entire life. I hate the dishes. I hate my children. I hate my husband. I hate the house. I hate all the things fucking hate my life. Or do you want to have this one moment where you're like, Oh, these dishes are being cleaned because I just had this really delicious meal with my family. And what a gift it is to be able to wash my dishes because some people may not have running water or some people may not have dishes to like even eat their food on or some people, or hands or hands. Right. Or some people, you know, like myself, I know this was a big thing at one point being able to clean my house um, because I, I had a really debilitating back injury and I, I couldn't do anything. I could like barely get dressed on my own. And when I could finally like clean my house again, which was something that was kind of meditative for me, I was like, oh my goodness, like thank the gods that I can do this thing. So whatever it is in your life that you're like having this, the what's the word I wanna use? Resistance towards or something that's bothering you that may not be a quote unquote big deal or you may not think that it's a big deal, it actually is. Because the daily, the small daily tasks and the small daily parts of our life that we are engaging in make up our entire life. They make up our overall existence. And when you can start to bring that consciousness and that mindful shift of focus into either appreciation or just thinking a better thought in that moment that feels better, then your RS is going to focus on those things more often. And that momentum is going to build. And momentum means generated energy out, right? You are generating energy out into the world. And the more that you fuel something and the more that you feed something and the more that you, in this conversation, feed and fuel your RS, to focus on desired outcomes and things that you do want, the stronger that that will have, the stronger that will get. And then things are just going to be showing up in your world. Like it's magic, right? Like it's miraculous. Like, oh my goodness, how did this, how did this even occur? Or wow, I just like had the best day of my life and I don't even know how because you were focused on things that felt really good because you're training your RS like it's a muscle to focus on things and build that momentum on things that feel really good to you. So using the car, the new car as an example, right? Even if you don't have the new car yet, but it's something that you want, you have two choices. You can either be what was me and focus on, I don't have the car yet. I don't have the car yet. I don't have the car yet. Oh my God. I really wish that I had the car. Wow. It would be so nice to have that car. And, uh, well, this person has the car, but I don't have the car yet. Like, mm, do you want to build that momentum or do you want to focus on the car in a way that says, wow, it's going to be so freaking awesome to be driving this thing. I can't wait to blast my music and take it for a ride and do all of these fun things in it. And my trunk is going to be bigger so I can fill it with like tours for the beach or going on a road trip with my family, or this is going to support me in so many ways and just feel really good because my seats are going to be more comfortable. And wow, I can't wait to like sit in that driver's seat and feel so good and so accomplished being in the new car. Right? You're manifesting that new car in that energy. You are building momentum towards that 
experience in that moment, maybe while you're washing the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Visualization is like my favorite. And that's why I was actually a natural manifester without ever knowing it because I would always visualize things and how I would feel in certain situations. And then I would be like, well, how did, wow, look at, I got that. I got this. And, but we'll, we'll get into more of that. Um, yeah, I love that about the dishes. I mean, it's true. It's like the mundane tasks that you're doing around the house. They don't have to be miserable. Like use that time wisely. Mm-hmm. Find the joy. Find the joy. Yeah, find the joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will break this down into steps that you can implement into your life because I know that this can be a lot to understand and a little overwhelming to be like, well, I just want to get started, but how? So you can re-listen to this as often as you need to to um, make sense of it all. I actually have all of this, well, minus the Lisa, but I have all the steps and workbooks and things like that in my course that's relaunching in January. So if you want more information on that, then you'll have that in in, um, the show notes. All right. So the steps to true manifesting are, they're simple, but it's not quite the easy road and they take practice. Um, Remember that you can visualize and daydream all you want, but if you're not doing the rest of the work necessary to raise your energy and vibration, that it's just wishful thinking. So we talk about energy and vibration kind of often when you're talking about manifestation. So I'll explain that to you to ensure that you can follow along. I'll give you a very simple uh, explanation. You are living, you're a living energy field and your body is made up of particles of energy, which are in constant motion. So like everything else in the universe, you are vibrating and creating energy. And this is not just a theory. Researchers found this. It's scientific fact. And they found that the vibrations and the energy associated with them cause changes in your cells, which can affect how your body functions. So when you're vibrating at a higher frequency, like feelings of happiness, motivation, excitement, you are attracting things that also vibrate at a higher frequency. Is there anything you wanted to add on that, Lisa? I want to remind people that this goes as deep as your cellular and DNA makeup. So every cell and DNA strand literally that you are is part of your energetic field, is part of your vibration, is part of your frequency. And all aspects of our life are going to affect these things. And I also want people to know that it's, it's dynamic. So there is, it's not just a, there's not just one set point. Our energy and our, our system is, is ever changing. It's, it's very fluid and dynamic, but just like, uh, pool or a stream of water, if there's a lot of mud or muck or density, then that is also going to shift on a regular basis, right? That's going to shift your vibrational and and frequency makeup. So things that would be density would be those lower vibrational emotions, right? Fear, guilt, shame, blame, or the things that you're holding onto. Your, Your body and your cells hold on to those things. So all of that is really important just to factor in when you're starting to understand your energetic makeup and vibration and frequency that, that you're at. So yes. know that yeah. it can always change 
and it's uh, it doesn't take a long time for it to change and every day is different. So the dynamics of, of you and your field are, are going to be fluid and moving. And the goal is to continue rising in your vibrational frequency. And as you rise at each new level, you, you anchor that new space in. I like that. I like the, the, um, the word anchor. I like the use of that word because that's yeah. a good way to look at it. It's like a visual that you can take with yeah. you. Yeah. And it's a spiral up. I think some people think about like, um, circular, circular motion, and it's important to think about vibration and frequency as, as a spiraling upwards rather than just like going around in a circle. I wonder if I was thinking of circular too. Now I'm trying to like envision it, but I like, yeah, I like the spiral upward because <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. So let's jump in. Step one, if you like the five-step method, is focus. So focus is the seed you need to plant to start the entire manifesting process. It's the way of telling your heiress that what you really need right now out of the millions of bits of information that it's processing. So you choose something to focus on and it puts your heiress on point to focus on that. So if you've ever been asked to do something and then maybe a work issue pops up. So your focus shifts to which to that, which leads you to more work issues that you remembered that you forgot to do and then completely forgetting the first thing that was ever asked of you. So that's an example of your heiress trying to figure out which thing to focus on. Like the first task was completely forgotten when you had the work issue arise. And then because your heiress thought work was now the priority, it was focused on bringing you more work tasks instead of circling back to the first task that you wanted to work on. So all your brain began to see was work, work, work. And if you don't clearly identify what you want, you will just continue meandering through life, missing opportunities. Start by picking just one specific topic to focus on, just the one. And it could be self-love, mental health, cash flow, relationship with your partner, whatever it is you want it to be. And if you aren't able to figure out what the most important topic is for you right now, then I encourage you to just close your eyes and take a few deep breaths and ask yourself, what do I truly want to focus on achieving right now before anything else? And what feels really good to you? And then once you have your topic, you can hone in on that and focus it a little bit more. It's say, if you chose your mental health, get specific on it. If you've been feeling, having feelings of worthlessness, maybe your goal is to start calling out that negative voice in your head and work on saying something more like, I'm going to feel worthy despite what what I say, because I only see positive possibilities now. And I know that a lot of people hate (laughs) affirmations or they're thinking, well, how, how that doesn't feel aligned, but much like Lisa was saying, I promise you, the more that you practice it, the more it becomes second nature to you. So overall, focus helps your heiress know what to allow through the filter so your conscious mind can start to focus on it. So one thing that I would love to mention about, well, that I'm going to mention about the focus muscle is, and I call it a muscle because it's just like anything else that we want to strengthen, right? So when we start to focus in ways that 
feel good to us and don't bring up resistance. Okay. So resistance is anything that feels like it's in your way is anything that feels like it's stressful is anything that feels like, Oh my God, this is really far away from what I actually want. We can actually, we can block our focus that is not, not desired, right? We want to shift our focus in ways that will serve us and support us. So like Adriana just said, choosing what it is that, that is at the forefront, that's something that you do really want. And also looking at it from how can I make this fun? How can I make this playful? How can I take the pressure off while still remaining focused? Because if it comes with this energy of, but I have to have this and I have to make this work and I have to now focus on this one thing and it becomes this like gripping, pressury experience, then spiritually you're going to be cutting off your flow. So I encourage you to focus in a way that will feel good and supportive and fun for you. How can I make this playful? How can I make this fun? And one of the ways that I personally love to do that is um, through spiritual signs. So <laughs> anybody that follows me in the social medias will be like, she's always posting numbers or like, she's always <laughs> like this or, you know, all of these things, right? Um, but that is one way that I keep my focus and use my heiress in a fun way because it does, it reminds me that this can be fun. It reminds me that this can be playful. It reminds me that I am on my path and it feels lighter. And I think that's, that's the main point that I want to make here is, is even when you're focusing, make it light, keep it light instead of pulling all this pressure in. So what you can do is choose something that feels fun and playful or meaningful to you and just throw it out there. Be like, whatever your higher power, God, source, universe, angels, whoever you identify with on a spiritual level, just say, hey, show me this. Show me the number 333. Show me a butterfly that has orange wings. Show me a frog. Show me an opportunity that I can't pass up. And let it come to me in a way that is just really fun and really playful and in a way that I never would have expected it to show up. And just let it go and just let that, just let that be. And what's going to happen is your aris, right? So coming back into the physical like mind plane, your aris is now also going to be seeking that, but it's subconscious, right? So you're putting it out into the world. You're connecting with your spirit team. They are wanting to deliver these things to you. And you can also let your mind get behind it. So let the mind feed the soul. Let the mind feed the source in that way. And let your mind feed your focus as well as your team, your spirit team feeding your focus too. I'm so glad you brought that up because out of, out of everything I do with manifestation and paying attention to it, the one thing that I stumble on often is trying too hard. And holding on to things too tightly and hustling. I just wrote on my friend's post the other day. She said, what's the one thing you're going to let go of in 2022? And I said, hustle. Because I know that I get into the zone and I work, work, work. And I stop and I forget to breathe and get back in tune with my spiritual center. 
and just let things be easy. And then when I let things be easy, look what happens. Like this past Monday, I was on TV, like, because those are the things that I, when I stopped and I would just breathe and I was like, let things be easy. Yeah. And it, when you let it go, you just, things fall into place, not holding onto it too tightly. So I'm really glad you brought that up. That's my one stumbling block all the time, all the time. It's a, it's a practice. It's not like a, oh, yep. Now I know it. And now I'm a hundred percent good at manifestation. No, like it's a practice. It's a practice for sure. And um, I'm so glad that you received from that as well, because one of the things that I find in myself too, right? Like we're human, we're all doing the best we can. But I noticed that as soon as I'm okay with something happening or not happening, then, and I let it go and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to breathe. I'm just going to let myself be in this space of allowance. I'm just going to allow the path to unfold. I'm going to do my part and I'm going to focus in ways that support me, but I'm also going to let, let the gods that be do their thing, right? Like we are not here to micromanage. We're here to do our part and also let the spiritual universal laws and science back us up in that and do their part too. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good one. All right. Step number two is gratitude. And I know that everyone is like, that word is being tossed around a lot lately too. I'm so sick of hearing, write gratitude lists, write through things you're grateful for, but there's a solid reason for it. So what better way to fuel your dominant feeling than to, to feel gratitude for what it is that you want to focus on? And if you find yourself really wanting to feel more connected with your kids one day, but then one day you're at the park and you see another mother who seems like totally and completely bonded with her children and you immediately feel jealous, your thoughts are somewhere along the lines of must be nice for her. That's not so easy for me. And you feel irritated and your focus now shifts to jealousy and the fact that you don't have that. So now your heiress is confused. You said you want that connection, but seeing another mom with it makes you angry. Like, I mean, you have to like literally talk to your heiress, like it's a toddler basically. So instead of allowing the jealousy to take over, you can switch out that negative thought for a positive one. Something like it must feel so good to have that bond with your kids. I know one day that will be me. And this helps your heiress know that it's definitely what you want. It's important to point out though, that there's a big difference in just saying something versus really feeling it inside. That gratitude must be felt deep within. So when you think to yourself, I know one day that will be me, allow yourself a moment to feel proud and accepting of that time that hasn't yet come. And this will also come with practice. At first, it might feel like you're not there yet, but the more you, you sit in this and you allow your feelings to just be feelings, the easier it will get. And you'll really start to feel that way. Um, and what's the easiest way to feel gratitude? is just looking at what you have right now. So remember, someone is looking at your situation right now, wishing that they have what you have, whether you want to believe it or not. There are many people who don't have what you do and would take your life in an instant, all your life problems and everything. So when your awareness is heightened by recognizing what you do have, you feel true gratitude. And when you're in true gratitude, you resonate on that same vibration of those things which you desire because gratitude is the feeling that you have when you get what you desired if that all made sense 
totally, totally made sense. <laughs> Good. And, I was um, like, it's kind of a lot of the word gratitude, but yeah, I think we're getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's important to just really bring that point home of gratitude and appreciation is an energy of the heart center. And when we learn to live from our heart center and open it up big and wide and we allow ourselves to feel and feel more deeply, then we become a magnet for our desires. So feeling thoughts are electric, but feelings are magnetic. And I know that in the work that I do, um, I'm also an energetic healer. So this comes into play a lot when I'm working with people is that heart center energy is not always blasted wide open. So starting to write your gratitudes out or even just thinking about them will get that ball moving, but it's also okay if there's some heaviness there, if there's sadness there, if there's grief there, if there is betrayal or hurt that's lingering in your heart and those feelings are maybe blocking you from being able to feel fully because feeling fully when it comes to gratitude and appreciation is the key, right? Being able to have that loving appreciation and gratitude feeling fully move through every cell of your body, every part of your being, and really embrace that oh my goodness, this is incredible. What a freaking blessing this would be. You might not start there, but you can get there. So wherever you are on that gratitude journey, just let yourself be where you're at and know that there's always going to be more depth coming from your heart space. That is forever infinite going to expand in its capacity to feel love and appreciation. And if writing isn't your thing, right? Like if, if writing in a gratitude journal or whatever is not your thing, go on a riff, like say out loud to yourself, all of the things that you are grateful for. And the key here is going to be tapping into why, why are you appreciating this? Why is this meaningful to you? Why is this changing your life in some way? How is this serving and supporting you now? And the desires that you have in the future, how will they support you? Why do you want them? Why is this important for you? The why taps you in deeper to that heart center. It taps you in deeper to feeling that appreciation and that gratitude. So if writing isn't your thing, go on a riff say it out loud, or even just thinking it, maybe while you're in the shower, or while you're driving your car, or while you're doing your dishes. I don't know why I'm stuck on the dishes today. <laughs> I was going to say that. But if it doesn't feel good for you to have it in like its own little box, right, of like, okay, I have to do gratitude in this way, let yourself, again, play with it in a way that is going to feel good for you, but commit to doing it. Commit to doing it. As soon in the day as possible and make it work for you to tap into that heart center because in you know in the spiritual world most people will say that there's only fear and love 
and every other variation of emotions and all the things are a version of either fear or love. And love is an amplifier. Love is a magnifier. Love is the way in which we bring things into our life experience and also feel fulfillment in our day-to-day -day life experience. So the more you tap into that heart center, heal what's there, open up deeper and feel the feelings of appreciation and gratitude deeply in your being, the more magic will happen for you. Amen. I couldn't agree more to that. And for anyone who might just be thinking, well, I don't think it's as easy as practicing, you know, like how can I change my inner being? This That's actual science too. neuroplasticity. If you want to know more about that, we're not going to get into all that, but look up oh. Dr. Joe Dispenza. He, he talks about the neuroplasticity part of manifestation and like that, that is also real. So that's why you can train, train your brain, I think is what they say. Yeah. There's a book that he wrote called, um, the habit of becoming yourself. Yeah. I, I have that one. It. Yeah. I have it too. I read it a long time ago. Um, but if somebody is, is interested in the neuroplasticity and, and all of that, um, really awesome goodness, great information. Um, that would be a really good book to reference. Yeah, so like, absolutely. It's super sciencey though. So it is. Put yeah. Put your brainiac cap on when you're. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if you want yeah. to actually understand, like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, besides the word science proven, I don't know, like basis behind logical. this kind of stuff. Logical. Yeah. They, if you're more of a logical person, I like that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that you want to look into. Step number three being your attitude or your channel. Um, I don't know which one sounds better to you to talk. Which one do you like to talk about Lisa channel attitude? Well, I think different words work for different people. So some mm. people might understand the word attitude or mood. And I think other people might connect deeper with the word channel. I think channel is one of those things, just me personally, as, as an intuitive channel, <laughs> um, it's one of those things that is like sometimes a little hard to grasp, but yes, um, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to talk um, a little bit more about that, that word in particular, or how to use it in this, in this sense. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll say attitude or channel just for, for whoever, whoever feels one way about whatever. So one of the biggest challenges that used to keep me um, and likely a lot of people listening to this too, from being able to manifest my ideal outcomes was not being on the right channel or not being in the right attitude. Um, but you, you can think of it as a literal channel. So like, say you were listening to a classical radio station, but you wanted to hear pop music. Would you stay on that classical radio station or would you change the channel to find a pop one? It wouldn't make sense to stay on the classical station because it's not the channel you want to be on. So the simple fix is to change the channel and to keep changing it until you find the channel you were looking for. In the most basic form, we're all energy, right? So it stands to reason that our, our energy levels play a big part of how we live our life. And there are energy levels within you that can match or mismatch with the energy levels of the things outside of you. What's your energy like compared to the energy of the thing or outcome that you want? Your energy level needs to equal, or at least you, you should be striving for it to equal 
that of what you are seeking. So if you want happiness, it would make sense to stop listening to and watching sad things like the news. I haven't watched the news in years, years. It's, I mean, every time I accidentally see something, it's all awful. It's about death or a kid was hit by a bus or like whatever. And it's just terrible. And that's not the attitude that I want to be in. So when you're finding it difficult to get into an attitude that aligns with your goal, take it into a simpler form. Close your eyes. Remember something like how your heart fluttered, fluttered with your first kiss or the excitement of ending the work week if you can't stand your job or the pure elation of that positive pregnancy test with one of your babies or your first baby. You know, thinking of, of things like that gets you in the right channel, the right attitude. And um, Abraham Hicks has this emotional guidance scale. Are you familiar with that, Lisa? I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham, for those who don't know, is the work of a woman named Esther Hicks. And she, or she, they, I always mess this up. Is it's Esther Hicks is a channel for lessons and teachings about the law of attraction. Um, she's one of the most powerful practitioners in the world, but Abraham Hicks, we refer to as they. Um, but they have an emotional scale that you can just Google online and it's everything from like joy and appreciation, empowerment, being like the top attitude that you want to be in all the way down to like fear, grief, desperation. And so it's just reaching for that next best feeling. So you're not, you're obviously not going to go from the feeling of grief to all of a sudden you're feeling optimistic and positive. You just want to get just a little bit more. So if you're, if you're in the feeling of grief, you could just go up a little bit to guilt or insecurity. Um, And it's just, you're just tweaking it little by little because it's not possible for you to go from absolute fear to absolute elation. So it's just knowing to just find that next best feeling and reach for that. And then continue reaching a little bit higher until you feel like you're back in the place you want to be. So basically getting used to raising up good feelings, even if you don't feel all that good. Yes. So important. So, so important. So what I have to share about that, that's a great example of the spiraling up as well, because that, that scale is like a, okay, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna make our way up one baby step at a time, one thought at a time. And I think it's important to mention here that all of the parts of, well, there's a lot of parts of your energetic field and and your auric makeup and all of that, but it's important to notice what are the beliefs in the background for you? What are you believing? Thoughts are beliefs. Let me put it this way. Thoughts, the thoughts that you think on repeat become beliefs. They become anchored as like a, this is what I believe to be true about myself and about my reality. And your beliefs hold a really powerful place in your energetic tuner or in, in your channel, in your radio station. And that's, that's where the roots are coming from. That's where that like shift is going to start. So taking an inventory of what are those I am statements? What are the things that you're saying in your day-to-day life that you've decided are absolute truths? And is that aligned with 
what it is that you truly, ultimately, deeply want and desire? Or is it not, right? So for example, wanting to, it's the new year, so a lot of people are like, you know, new year, new me, let's like drop 50 pounds. And I'm all about like whatever it is that your goal is, we're just gonna use this as an example, okay? If you don't, if you start taking action, and you change, you try to change your radio station or your, your attitude, your mood, your channel to this goal. And you start off really strong and you start making steps and taking those actions, but your beliefs are not behind yourself. You're not believing that you can do it. You're not believing that you're capable. The underlying tuner of your channel is going to be fuzzy the signal that you're sending out to the universe is going to be fuzzy because you're doing a thing that underneath is not a clear signal. So I think it's really important to just understand that there are, you know, small ways to start to shift your tuner. And that's going to, again, come with practice and in time. And we can start with our thoughts and our feelings but notice the beliefs underneath your thoughts that's like a deeper level because when you understand the beliefs behind it and start to shift and change those that rooted part your channel or your mood and your signal going out into the world will become more clear will become more of an aligned match to what it is you actually want so think about it if if you're not looking at your beliefs and you're, you're just looking at like, just starting with the thoughts and, and the feelings and moving yourself in that direction, start to think about it as, okay, well, if I just under, understand or uncover one belief, one limited belief that's below the surface today, and I work with just that one today, this week, this month, I'm gonna clear my signal that much more the fuzziness on the radio station right like the sound is going to come in a lot more clearly when i'm putting that out when i'm putting that song out into the world so just know that your energy is is not just one thing it's a lot of pieces to the puzzle but you can start with shifting that one belief and that will will make a really powerful momentum momentous shift as you move forward and that song that you're singing will be even more clear and the universe or the you know the universal laws the ways that we manifest will then allow those experiences that you desire to have to come to you more easily because the signal and the channel that you were on the song you were singing was more clear to begin with so they can deliver it back to you more clearly so just know that there is, um, there's more to your energy than just, you know, a couple of, a couple of facets, but every little one step counts. <laughs> so yes. check yourself on a limiting belief and um, do the work around it to shift and reframe it. Yes, absolutely. And that, that actually segues us perfectly into the next step, um, which is the words you use, whether oh. verbal, mental, written. Um, words carry a sound wave or a vibration of energy through space. And this, this is scientifically proven. Also, have you ever seen um, the, the study they did about talking positively or negatively to plants? I don't know if 
I saw something specifically, good but one. I've heard, I've heard about it it's and i um, the same, the same for water. So I'm, I'm the type of person, if I hear something like one time and it like resonates with me, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. I just like take it on. I'm, I'm not a super, I was saying this to Adriana earlier. I'm like, facts don't excite me. <laughs> like I do love, I do love science and I do love um, a level of, you know, scientific understanding for sure. I'm a super nerd, but sometimes when I hear something and it just like clicks for me, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So someone probably told me that along the way without me like watching, watching the thing, <laughs> yeah. but it's, but it's stuck with me. Yeah. Plants, yeah. um, water, talking to your food. I guess go into, you know, I haven't heard the food one. Now I need to oh, look into the yeah. food one, but yeah, the, the water, they were able to, yeah. Right. They were able to like see the vibrations in the water just based on the positive or negative words you were using and plants. I actually took this on in my own house because cool. I was under the belief that I killed every plant. I mean, I have killed the plants that people gave me that said, I can't kill these. I have killed them, but I started actually, my daughter is doing this with me too. And we started talking to our plants. Like you are so beautiful. You are going to thrive. Will you, I shit you not a plant. My mother-in-law gave me that was near dying all of a sudden has sprouted and become this big thing. That's I had to repot it. It got too big. It's insanity. Um, and, and the reason that the words you use are so integral 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 I feel like I said that weird integral (laughs) to manifesting is because there are science-based studies proving how positive words carry a different vibration than negative ones so you affect um you affect you more than you may realize if that makes sense because you're with yourself 100% of the time and you won't fully be able to manifest what you want if you aren't willing to be the best cheerleader for yourself it's time for you to learn to accept that what you think, what you write, what you say affects how you feel and what you do in turn affecting your entire life. Now, don't get me wrong. Negative self-talk will still creep up and it will take practice to back it down. Uh, I still have to practice all the time, but whenever you catch yourself in that negative talk space, just switch it around by saying something like, I didn't mean that I meant to say, and then you insert your goal supporting statement or thank you for allowing me to recognize this feeling so I can turn it around and give your heiress positive directive words. Um, If your goal is to work toward a healthier body and you say, I'm trying to get fit, it will eventually lead to, I might do some exercise tonight. Well, I might have time to do it in the morning. I'm tired today, but I can exercise tomorrow. The word trying does not line up positively with your heiress. Whereas saying I am getting fit removes the escape route, therefore allowing your heiress to show you more opportunities to do so. And that same goes for every written word. And this is why journaling is such a powerful habit for some people. Um, Make sure that what you're writing supports what you're thinking and what you're saying. Amen. So I have three things that I want to say about this. First and foremost, your words are your wand. So a lot of people think, you know, they want a magic pill or they want to like shortcut for something or like what's going to be the quick fix. The quick fucking fix is your words are your wand. And that is a powerful statement. That is a powerful belief. 
that is a powerful understanding to know your words and you, like you in your essence, are powerful. And especially the vibration of your actual voice. Your voice is a transmitter for like magic in the world. And your voice and your throat specifically are your manifesting portals. They say, you know, speak this into existence. You are speaking into existence every single day, all day long. So bringing consciousness, bringing mindfulness, bringing awareness, even just 1% more to your words each day and remembering this is my wand. This is what I'm creating right now. This is what I'm boomeranging out into the world to come back to me. Your words are literally your wand. And the universe only answers in yes. So I know these are spiritual principles, but it's also universal law. So I could talk for days about the different universal laws, and I know that's not where we're at today, but there is a universal law, law of attraction, we'll just use that one, that states that the universe only answers in yes. It is only going to bring back to you what you are transmitting out, what you are putting out. So when it comes to your words and being mindful of them, knowing that, and this is not to like scare you and like, oh my God, I can't ever say something like off or wrong or whatever, like ever again, like fucking no, this is not about perfection. It is about remind being more mindful of the way in which you use your energy and the way in which you use your power and the way in which you are transmitting these signals out and your words are one of the most powerful things that can create for you and create for your life so when you speak to yourself in a higher vibrational way, when you speak to yourself with more grace and compassion, when you speak to yourself with more empathy, when you speak to others with more empathy and understanding and compassion, that is what you are boomeranging out into the world. And that's what you are creating with your magical wands. It's all going to come back to you. It's all going to come back to you. So when you find yourself in a funky, you know, self-talk that's you know, not so great or doesn't feel good or something is going on or you find yourself in an argument with somebody and you're lashing out and all of these things, like it's okay, give yourself grace, give yourself permission to be a human and forgive yourself for those things. And also remind yourself like, okay, there's something underneath this that I also get to shift, heal, change and rearrange. And I'm gonna make that decision right now because now is what's most important now is what creates my future reality and i can focus on my words being my power and being my wand in a way that the universe will respond in yes to bring back to me what it is i do desire versus what i don't i love that your words are your wand that is powerful. Yeah. It's just, it's so true. I mean, like, I hope that this is shedding some light on journaling or affirmations for people who thought it was all crap or didn't, didn't see the point in doing that. I hope that now 
you're able to understand why people do it and why right. it works for people. That's great. So important. So important. So, so, so. important. And you're also training your RS in that same way, right? You're training your RS, you're training your cells to function in that in that way. You're training your body, not only your mind, but your, your entire energetic field. It's just like you're a plant, right? Speaking to the plant that then grows and thrives and becomes more abundant. You, you are the same. You are a living, breathing part of nature that also deserves your love. All the yes to that. Now I'm sitting here thinking, do I need to water my plants today? <laughs> I'm like, I need to go check on them because now I'm like, you're so beautiful. You're doing great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> My husband is the plant dad in our family because I just, Ugh. I forget about them. The poor thing. I'm a yep. neglectful plant. I did. I, I, I'm shocked that my kids are alive. Like, I don't know how I've never been able to keep plants alive. I had to download an app that reminds me when to water them, but I'm just realizing right now I got a new phone and now I'm like, Oh no, is my app not logged in? <laughs> and now I'm going to go check on them. Oh, I love it. Oh, anyways. Dedication. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm really trying. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So the final step, I know this is a lot, um, but the final step I think is the most important step because you can do everything else, but if you're not taking action, then you're not going to get very far. So action, you now have chosen a single focus from step one. You're creating a feeling of gratitude from step two, putting your energy and attitude on the right channel from step three. And you're ensuring your words match your focus. So now it's time to actually take action. And this is what I meant by manifesting being more than positive thinking. You have to actually act and do things that support your goal. So you follow these instinctive nudges that are within you. Some people call them pings, um, you know, intuition, anything. When you are feeling fully aligned with your steps one through four, then your instincts will bring forward more opportunities. And when you feel like you found one, you can ask yourself, is this action going to move me closer to my goal or further away? And that will help you recognize if it's something or an opportunity that you need to take action on. If you feel like you can't notice any intuition or pings coming through, then I recommend you go back to step one and start again until your focus is right, because something may have shifted throughout the process. And You may have too much going on for your heiress to clearly see through all the noise. So reminding yourself to focus and start back at step one will be a good way to, I guess, troubleshoot if you're having some issues or nothing's coming up. So to put this into an example, let's say that you really want a better job. Your focus is now, I will find and accept a new job that will make me so much happier. When you see people loving their job or doing something that you've dreamt of doing, you feel gratitude knowing that the possibility is out there for you too. Even though you haven't found that right job yet, you shut down the negative thoughts about hating your job and you shut down the being stuck feeling and acknowledging that you're unhappy where you are, but you are making an effort to find better. What's going on with me today? But you are making an effort to find better. Then you rally your positive thoughts that there will be a position you come across that will be perfect and you Keep your focus intact, reminding yourself, saying, writing, using all the words that you are worthy of a better job and you feel like you will find it very soon. And instead of making a beeline home from work in a grump every day, 
you take action by scheduling networking dinners with friends from other companies or people with connections. You start refreshing your resume. You hop on LinkedIn. You start making new connections. And then one day, all of, all of that focusing, all of that gratefulness, positive attitude, affirming words, and taking action, all of a sudden you get an email about a job opening that excites you. When you do things that are supporting your goal, you will manifest them faster. Don't just leave it to chance. Taking action, following the steps, um, make, making sure that you are actually in the right mindset. I like that you brought up mindset because mindset truly is, it's a set of thoughts that shape your beliefs. So knowing that it's a set of thoughts, you can change those thoughts and reshape your beliefs. And I'm sure you can think of a time when you took action, all the action in the world, but the outcomes just weren't in your favor. And this is why, because it it takes all of these combined to go into finding your, your main focus or your main goal. They, they create like a feedback loop. So as you continue through the steps, then they automatically feed back to the beginning and you become a creation of infinite possibility. Amen. Amen. So yeah, to kind of piggyback on your last point there of how all of the things really add up and are important parts of this puzzle, right? It's, it's a puzzle. It's a system. It's a process. And skipping one step of the process or skipping one part of it is not going to be sustainable for the results and the desires that you truly deeply want. So not just jumping into action and being like frantic about the action that you're taking or just grabbing at every which thing to like feel like you're doing enough to do the things, right? Like doing just to do, just to do is not going to support you. It's all about having the energy behind the actions that you're taking. So all of these steps, having your beliefs, your thoughts, and your feelings supporting and backing you then taking the action. And I love that you talked about having those like pings or, or intuitions or, or whispers, I call them, or, or like gut responses. And those are what I call aligned and intuitive inspired action. So when your action is coming from a space of inspiration is coming from a space of maybe it's a logical next step and also it feels right to me that is how you know that you are really on the path you're always on the path but it feels better it feels easier action is not supposed to be hard and grueling and forcing and pushing and pressury and uncomfortable and obligation action is meant to feel good and support your overall well-being and support your overall feeling of well-being, right? So if you've gotten yourself into the space of, I believe that I'm a rock star and I've got this and my thoughts are on board and I'm feeling fucking phenomenal and like, yes, this is awesome. And then you do a task that like totally cock blocks your flow and you're like, wah, wah, wah like not wanting to take that action, listen to that. Listen to that because it's telling you one of two things. It's telling you that A, this action is not actually meant for you. So slow down, 
quiet down, become more present and center in, or it's telling you it is the right step for you, but you're up against a new growth edge and taking that step, actually making that action step is going to be an expander for you. It's going to grow you. You are up against your edge and knowing the difference between those two takes that inner awareness of, is this expanding me? And I know that this is the next step for me. And I know that I have to do the thing, but I'm scared as fuck. That's when your courage activates and you do the thing anyways. So check yourself before you take the actions. Is this feeling really good, supporting me, moving me in the direction of my dreams and has come from a space of inspiration. Something within me is propelling me to do this thing. And, or is it, ugh, I really don't want to do that. Look at why. Look at why it feels good. Look at why it doesn't feel good. And take that action according to what you discover, to what you find. And I know for me, that's been a trial and error process. I learn by trial and error <laughs> and I dive into things and I'm like, ooh, this sounds great. And then I get there and I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't know exactly if this is like right for me. So also give yourself permission to take those steps and not, not be a perfectionist about it. Just like do the things, but also be mindful when you're doing the things and have that energy backing it the whole time. And if you find yourself being a frantic actioner or an overdoer, I'm a reformed overdoer. I used to just like do the things to do the things to do the things. And then I would burn myself out and be like, why isn't this working? Well, it wasn't working because all of those things were not actually aligned, inspired steps for me. They were either something that somebody told me I was supposed to do, or I thought was a good idea because it came from somewhere outside of me. And then I got burnt out. So when you check in with yourself and become more present and let those intuitions, let those gut responses, let those whispers get louder, get louder and get louder to guide you and direct your action. And one way to do this is meditation and centering into the present moment. And I know for you, Adriana, you've been meditating regularly for a while now, I think. And mm -hmm. um, I know for me, that has been a huge part of my puzzle piece as well. So just know that if you are in that action step and ready to take those, take those steps and do the things, it's important to do the things, but the way in which you do the thing dictates the outcome. I love that. Yes. And I mean, a perfect example, since I already brought it up was me getting the response about being on Fox 17 news. Yes. And I was scared as fuck. I mean, so I, <laughs> I was crying. Thank you. But I was crying when I saw the email, I literally stared at it for, it had to be 20 minutes, not knowing how to respond. And I was yeah. going through that. Do I do this? Do I do this? Um, but that was like, that was literally, that was my action step. The universe was like, here you go, because that is leading me in the right direction. And if I did, if I chose to chicken out, if I chose that, maybe I wasn't going to be good on TV, whatever my excuse was, um, then I, I did all the things, but I didn't take action. And so how is that getting me to my goal? So mm -hmm. even though it's scary and it takes courage, 
sometimes, not all the time, sometimes the action's super easy and super fun and you're like, hell yeah, but sometimes it's not. But if it's still leading you in the right direction, then do it because that's, that's literally the universe handing it to you. There you go. (laughs) And I think it's important to remember to trust ourselves. I talk about this a lot in my work, especially with my clients, trusting yourself to know what is right for you and what those next right steps are going to be for you and learning and fine tuning your trust muscle and trusting yourself to do those things, not only to do them, but to listen and not, not question, not doubt, not get in your head about it. If it feels right to you and it's moving you in the direction in which you desire to go, trust those feelings, trust the curiosities, trust the excitement, trust whatever is coming into your awareness and go for it. Go for it. All the yes to that. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else that you wanted to wrap up on? Oh, goodness. We we covered a lot. (laughs) We did. We covered so much. Um, in this, in this moment, I, I don't have anything that, um, was coming to mind. Okay, cool. I know we just threw a lot out at them, but I have all of these steps and guides and tools within my chaos control course that is reopening on January 18th. So if you want to learn more about manifestation, you can check out the course on my website, adrianakeefe.com. Now, Lisa, where can everyone find you? Sure. My website is lisaharriet.com. I have individual mentorships and coaching. I have an aligned guidance oracle card deck that I created. Love it. Lots of self-paced courses up right now as well. So lisaharriet.com is where it's at. And my Instagram is at lisaharriet. And you can find me on Facebook in the Align Your Vibes Facebook group. Oh, that's right. I always forget to go back into that group. And like, I, I don't use Facebook all that much, to be honest. Okay. I need to get back into it. But I loved it because you have like a really great group in there. Really great yeah. connections and people I knew that I didn't know were in there. So that was cool. Oh, how fun. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Well, thank you so much for joining today. This was really great. This was really educational, I'm sure. Probably a lot for people to grasp. But you guys can re-listen. You guys can reach out to myself or Lisa and get more information. Um, thank you. And I hope you have an awesome winter in Florida for your next four <laughs> to five weeks of, oh God, it's going to be 60 degrees. It's terrible. Yes. Thank you so, so, so much for having me and allowing me to share my heart, share some value and teach on the things that I love the most. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Any links we mentioned will be linked in the show notes below. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can help you or how you can implement small steps into each day for big change and how I can help you live the life you've always wanted, head over to adrianakeefe.com for free downloads and courses. And of course, join in the conversation in our free private Facebook group community at Women Who Want More with Adriana Keefe. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Audrey Keith, A-D-R-I Keith. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't already, please click subscribe and drop me a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. Till next time, my friend, stay awesome.